tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Rock! Joining me as always, Xavier Guerrero, and from WeWorks, Jay Nice, <laughs> Johnny Wooder, Ju Juicy Johnny, everybody. Juicy Johnny. We love it. Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing good. Johnny's got a new job or something. Look at him. Yeah, Johnny's yeah. working with yeah. some bald guy who is really going hard in the paint. On well, his it was, that, that's Paul, and it was time for me to step my game up. Uh, you know, I needed to <laughs> rent a WeWork. Uh, so okay, I, respect. I, I got a time machine, went back 10 years, and rented a weed work. So here we are. Guys, today's episode will blow your mind. Uh, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was a great episode. Sophia Smallstorm comes on and drops the hammers of the gods on us. And we are we are shocked to the point of speechless at some moment. So it's a great episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. And if you enjoy somebody making fun of me all the time, uh, you'll enjoy this episode. And let me tell you, she's the only guest that's going to do that. Daddy will scorch the earth, so don't get any don't get any <laughs> bright ideas. I'll let Sophia do it. Nobody else will. Guys, if you want to see me live, I'm adding dates as we go. Just go to samtribly.com. Join the newsletter. I got Reno, May 4th, 5th, and 6th. And then we go to June. We got, I've been Baton Rouge. And then I think either on the 2nd or the 4th, I will be adding, let me look real quick. I will be adding a Mississippi date for y'all. For y'all. Yeah, I'll be adding it on the uh I'll be adding it. It will be June 2nd. I will be in Biloxi, Mississippi, I believe. So that will that day will be coming up. ASAP. We're adding dates. And then San Diego Daddy's coming, dropping hammer of the gods. Just go to samfully.com for all your needs. Uh, and guys, we have some Rockfin is on fire. I'm dropping content there all the time. Rockfin.com, Tinfall Hat, Zero, Conspiracy Social Club, uh, First Look Broken Sim. We don't smoke the same. Cash Daddies, if you're looking to make some money in this crazy market, go to patreon.com slash cash daddies. And for 20 bucks a month, you get daily, daily stock picks from the idiot savant. Heavy on the idiot, how we do we? Okay. So check that out. And again, one more time $1,000, Johnny, and I will watch you make love. All free content is on samtriplee.com. I have affiliates who offer, okay, things I think you need. You need gold, you need crystals, you need brown gas. We're going to start adding vitamins, workouts, all this stuff. All the affiliates I have on samtriplee.com are stuff I think you need to get going and live the best life you can. If you're tired of uh, of if you're tired of censorship, go to nukedsocial.com or samtriplee.com. Click the link. Uh, only conspiracies uh, is the Tim Fall Hat link, uh, Telegram and Zero. And then finally, 
I forgot to say this. Um, if you go up, t-shirts, tinfoilhatt-shirts.com. Always looking for new designs. Always looking for new designs. We put up old designs. It's a great way to support the show. That's tinfoilhatt-shirts.com or samtriple.com. Check out all of my free audio, seven podcasts for you. Guys, Union of the Unwanted is up to 40,000 people listening. Nice. That's pretty pretty incredible. So all this broken sin, conspiracy, social club, cash days, Union of the Unwanted, Zero, Punch Drunk, and, of course, this one, all available. Anything else, guys? Yeah, uh, Broken Sim, you come out as psychic. Sam says he's psychic. Uh, he also talks about Bobby Lee, the, his latest situation. And uh, we got into Dalai Lama, Bud Light, all that stuff. It was a good one. But that's on YouTube. A new episode drops when? Friday? New episode, yeah, Friday morning on audio. Yeah, videos Bam! a few days later. Join Bam. in. All right, guys, enjoy this episode with Sophia Smallstorm. It is fire. We go deep, homeboy. <laughs> Open your mind. All right, I'm excited for this episode. It's getting feisty. I'm excited. Uh, we're very excited to have our guest back. She was here before, and she, you know, and we're we had a great conversation last time, and I'm very excited to do it again. She's a searcher for more and more information, and as soon as she gets enough information and things starts to line up then and only then is she willing to accept it so please welcome to the show very excited sophia smallstorm how are you sophia i'm very well thank you sam for inviting me back after many 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 years it's very thoughtful of you i feel the uh the world is uh, a little different than last we talked we've been through some major major changes I have, uh, you know, we've talked about, you know, even before it happened, we were talking about things to come. And here we are in a very interesting time. So, Sophia, for those who may not be familiar with you and your last uh, your last appearance, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where our listeners can find you? All right. First of all, I keep a blog, but I don't write a lot of original stuff on that blog. I usually just post. You can say it's a curated, carefully curated blog, right? Right. So that is Sophia with an F, -F S-O-F-I-A, smallstorm.com. And I put stuff up almost every day, but I'm very careful about what I put up because it all ties together. I'm not saying this is the correct picture, but there are bits of some salience um, that I I have decided to present. So here's what I say to people. And I have a store. Store is avatarproducts.com. And there are some amazing things there. They're not very expensive. They will help you improve your life, which is why I share them with people. And that's Avatar, like that movie that James Cameron stole the name from, for my name from, for whatever. <clears throat> anyway, Respect. Respect, right. He should have respected me and left yeah. that alone. For sure. <laughs> okay. For sure. So, um, you know, for me, it's not about how much you inhale from the internet, whether it's by video interviews or or substack posts. There's too much out there, don't you think? There's too much. Who could keep track of it all? I agree. And I think that's done on purpose. You know, there's a, you know, we say this all the time on the show, but people are, they're like, oh, people are getting dumber. I'm like, oh, they're just drowning in useless knowledge. 
we're not getting dumber. We're just not getting the same kind of knowledge we used to get before. And we're just, we're just being saturated with just vapid data that means nothing and just take fills up our hard drive. Well, okay. I'm going to be more discerning than that. The things I look at, some of these Substack writers, Sasha Latipova, have you ever heard of her? No. Catherine Watt. Okay, well, these people, you have heard of Catherine Watt. She's a legal researcher. Okay. Um, Alison McDowell. I mean, these people don't clog up your hard drive. They have some very complicated things to talk about. And that's what I'm saying. It's almost too complicated. So I'm the kind of person, I read a little bit, and then I have to go for a walk. And I have to just let it roll around in my head. And then it fishes out other things that are sitting in my head. This is called abstract thinking, spatial thinking. You cannot just inhale YouTube videos or BitChute videos. You have to take in little bits, go for a walk, you know, take a shower, scrub the back of your neck, something, and let it all come together. It's almost like a subconscious effort, more than a linear conscious, oh, well, I just learned this. Well, let's see, that must have to do with that. No, it's not like that. And the more you give yourself time to pull this together, the clearer your thinking is going to be. That's where I'm coming from. Uh, So uh, tell me a little bit about Substack, because I've been on it. Do I have to uh, subscribe to each writer and does that cost me money? So is a, is a blog going to cost me $5 each blog I sign no, up for? No, unless you go to the upgrade paid version, but the free versions, I'm telling you, this Substack is an AI program because oh. you sign up for one Substack and suddenly all these other little Substack moles come into your email box. Yeah, They all want totally you right. to, yeah. So how this all works, and that's another aspect of today's world. It kind of runs itself, and we have a parallel nature. This is competing with nature, natural cause and effect, the way your life, you know how people, I one of my favorite expressions is a straight line is the quickest way to the wrong place, right? (laughs) So our lives take a zigzag path. One thing leads to another. And this is almost like a natural organic process. But throw AI into the mix. And now suddenly, this is the influx of stuff that starts to not just clog your hard drive, but your head. Where do you go? There's too much information. There's too much good information. And a person like you, who is a ham, who calls himself Sam I am, forget ah. it. You're never going to be able to keep up. Okay, respect. <laughs> respect. I get that. I get that. I get that. Okay. okay. So you I'm have to have it. somebody parse through it for you. And either that person is going to be Alex Jones or it's going to be me. Okay. I or someone that. else, right? I understand. Yeah, there is. And a lot of it's very complex and a lot of it needs, you know, and that I I do feel that that is a big reason why this show is popular because, you know, I, I am Sam. I, I love green eggs and ham. I am a ham. So I I take the information. I make it easily digestible for people because I think people need that today. You know, it's very hard to go from zero to, you know, uh, new world order very quickly. So we have to spend time di- making all the information digestible. And that sounds like what you do on your website. 
I try on my blog, but I have a newsletter. The newsletter is something you have to subscribe to, but it ain't through Substack. I'm not going AI with this. It's a very simple, you got to send me a a donation of $50 a year, and then you get this thing that comes every month that's not cut and pasted news. It's my own synthesis of stuff that I'm coming across. So let me just give you an example. I just, like the other day, learned a new word, holobiont, H-O-L-O-B-I-O-N-T. Okay, do you have any idea what this is? Holobiont, I do not. No, it's nothing hollow, hollow as in hologram, whole, H-O-L. So do you know, Sam, I am, that those green eggs and ham that you've been scarfing down, (laughs) you're not feeding yourself. You are feeding your microbiome. There are trillions of organisms that live inside you, in your gut, and they are the little worker bees of your digestive process. They actually digest your food. You don't do it. And you eye the food, like the green eggs and the ham, and you say, "Uh uh-huh, I want some of that. But you're not feeding yourself. You're feeding those creatures inside you because they are habituated to that diet. When a little kid is spoiled and kicks his feet on the ground and has a tantrum because he wants pizza or mac and cheese and he won't eat his green beans or his spinach or, heaven forbid, his mushrooms, it's not because that is a spoiled brat lying on the floor kicking. It's because his microbiome is so limited He has monobiome, monogut. His little critters that live inside him, all they want is pizza and mac and cheese. (laughs) So it's called holobiome? A holobiont in, in biology is a collective grouping of a host and its internal and surrounding organisms. So like a coral reef is an ecosystem, right? It has all kinds of stuff living on it and they're all interdependent. Some of them compete with one another, but it's it's a whole. So we are like that also. We are hollow biomes because we have organ, you have stuff living on your skin. You have candida in your armpit. Yup. Yeah, and we think that's gross, but it's part of our entire being, okay? And now, one of the things there's a woman who won a Nobel Prize for literature. Her name is, I can't even say it, Olga Tokarczuk. Respect. She's Polish, okay? And she is a clinical psychologist, but she's also looking at this whole idea of the holobiont. We are a multi-species creature. And they have learned, they have learned that our microbiome actually affects how we feel and how we think. It's all connected to our way of life, our diet, um, how what we do for work. I heard from Dr. Zach Bush, who's very highly respected, much more so than I am, that the minute you get bad news, any bad news, let's say, you know, you come and you see your car and some some kid has slashed all four tires. Okay, now you have four flats. What are you going to do? Or something worse happens. Your good bacteria in your gut keel over and die, just like that. And now the the bad bacteria, we all have a little bit of bad 
unfavorable bacteria. They go nuts and they go, yes, now I can thrive because the good guys are all dead. So your gut is like this battlefield. And this dictates the um, rise and fall of different variants. You're supposed to have 40,000 species of bacteria living in your gut, but we have something like 10,000. We're all running way under what we should have, which is why we're not as healthy as we should be. Now, uh, Sophia, are you getting into terrain theory at this moment? Is this a terrain theorist? We have a bioterrain in us, yes, but this is not connected to the virus theory versus germ theory versus terrain theory um, stuff that's been going around. This is a little bit related. But what I'm trying to say here, this is what I really want to come out with in this show. You know about chemtrails, right? Yes. What would you say those are for primarily? Um, I would say that if you, if I was to guess that they are about putting chemicals in the air that we will breathe in and will affect our skin and our body. So more a health thing or weather control? Uh, both. Okay, both. But the thing, you're saying that they are putting chemicals in the air. Do you know what they really have put in the air and it's been been sprinkled down on us for almost 30 years now? What is it? It's a new microorganism, a novel microorganism. It's a new life form that they have engineered. It's not natural. And it's the little speck that engineers by itself that codes all of this stuff that we're seeing in the COVID era that's in people's blood. This started a long time ago. So this, we are, because this engineered organism has implanted itself in every living thing, in trees, in, um, you know, weeds, in, in any life form out there, animals, people, insects, birds, everything. It's in everything. It is dictating a new biology. And this is the discovery of one person who isn't getting enough attention, Clifford Carnicum, who started to do research on the environmental fallout after he noticed the early chemtrails in New Mexico. This is back in the 90s, right? So this new biology is in us, and it's starting to take over. We are hollow bions. Remember what I told you? a mix of all comp kinds of organisms, a complexity, with a new one now in us, which is taking over natural biology. This is what people have to grasp, and it's a difficult thing to grasp, and it's been going on a long time. So you're saying that chemtrails have little living organisms, or they did at one point, that ended up on our skin? They were not just on our skin, in your blood. You take a tissue sample, you could take urine you could take blood you could take you know scrape something out of the inside of your mouth put it in under a microscope start to culture it and you will see this little speck that we people like us we don't have electron microscopes they cost thousands and thousands of dollars okay we have regular sometimes we get dark field microscopy some of us but we have bright field microscopes. And what you see under magnification is this speck. And this speck is what generates fibers in the body. All that stuff you heard from Morgellons people, you've heard of this, right? This synthetic fiber stuff? Yes. This speck generates it all. And this speck has been laid down in chemtrails. 
And now this speck is appearing everywhere because it's it's been on the earth for over 20 years and nobody has paid attention to it. Uh, uh, what is the name of this? Is this organism have a name or is it just called speck? Clifford Carnicom sees it. The most um, expensive equipment he can afford shows it as a speck, but he has called it a cross-domain bacteria. So, you know, if you look at the life kingdoms, you know that there are, we know about species, right? And species dovetail into a genus. Genus dovetails into classes of life. And then there's life itself. I'm giving you a very simplified form of the pyramid. But on our level, we are called eukaryotes. And then there's bacteria and archaea. Those are all on one one level of the life pyramid. So eukaryotes have cells with a nucleus and defined cell walls. Bacteria don't. Archaea don't. And the thing about archaea is, okay, let's start with bacteria. You know this. Why do we refrigerate our food? Because it keeps the bacterial growth down, right? Um, why do we cook our food? Same reason. The heat will kill the bacteria. What happens when you pour bleach down your toilet, it kills all the bacteria. So bacteria suffer, they die as a consequence of harsh chemical exposure, heat and cold. So that's why we have these things in our daily lives that we rely on to keep the bacterial growth down. Archaea, a different life form, you put them on, in a Bunsen burner flame and nothing happens. You put them, they live in the ice, um, ice shelves. They live in the volcanic vents. So they are much hardier than bacteria. So the How do you spell archaea? A-R-C-H-A-E-A. A-E-A? -A. Yeah. That's so good. So oh arche archaea are really tough. Bacteria are different from archaea. They're not so tough. And then there's us, eukaryotes. Fung fungus is a eukaryote. We are eukaryotes. You could not walk into a Bunsen flame and survive it if it was big enough. Small enough, yeah, but not big enough, right? You couldn't go live in um, Antarctica without any shelter and survive it. So here's the thing. Clifford found this speck, and in his Petri dish cultures, the speck kept coming, kept coming, more and more specks. The speck produced around it filaments. It started to coagulate the blood. This is what we're seeing in the COVID era in people's veins, right? We're seeing these fibritic um, coagulations, and we're seeing all kinds of weird devices. All this stuff started showing up when Clifford was doing this early work back in the early 2000s. And so here's the thing. He tried putting these cultures. You know what a culture is? It's what you grow in a Petri dish. You yes, probably did it in yes. science class a little bit. Yes. Okay. So he put these cultures, put great heat on them. This thing still survived. They still grew. So what he determined was there's something that is developing in us that exceeds the life category we are a part of. It's a cross domain. It's a hybrid, right? So everybody contains this speck, tons of these specks, and these specks are making a new biology inside us. This is what has to be appreciated. So, so this is insanely fascinating. And 
So when when I talk to people about about chemtrails, they're they're always like, "Well, wouldn't they be doing it to themselves?" Like, what is your thoughts on that? The lizard people uh, are are spraying our skies, but are they doing this to themselves as well? Okay, I am not. I'm not one of them, so I can't tell you exactly. Okay, but you're not a lizard person. Respect. You know, no, that's why you can't see me on the video because I'm really a lizard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. okay. Johnny got uncomfortable. She's choking. Johnny. Is this is this revelation of the method? Perhaps. There we so, go. Well. There we go. There we go. All right. So here's the thing. You've heard of the singularity, the merger of man with machine, right? Yes. And so back in 2009, I saw a video that was called The Age of Transitions by a young guy from L.A., Aaron Franz. Don't yawn. I can see you're about to. I right. didn't yawn. You tried to. All right. No, I tried. I, I, I just did not. I'm huh, loving right, this conversation. Right. Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all right. So this kid, he was a kid, Aaron. He made this video, The Age of Transitions, and it was about the futurists, Ray Kurzweil. You've heard of him? Yeah. He was yeah. Di he's director of Google yes. or something. Ray Kurzweil was saying that by 2050, we're going to be merged with machine. And here am I, little old me. I'm sitting on my carpet watching this video on my DVD player, and I'm going, oh, my God, this is 2009. I'm saying, oh, my God, this is what's happening with the chemtrails. They're putting these synthetic things down on us and they're getting into our bodies and they're culturing and growing and they are this is how they're mixing us with machines and so back in 2009 i swear to god i was the only one who started saying this it this is about transhumanism i was saying to people i had a booth at conspiracy con you should have been there and um People were coming to my table. I was just selling DVDs and T-shirts, and they were saying, well, what are chemtrails? Because I had Clifford's Chemtrails DVD there called Aerosol Crimes. And I said, well, they're not just about weather. They're a synthetic biology because they're pushing us into transhumanism. And people said, oh, my God, why aren't you a speaker? I said, because the guy who runs this never heard of me. So very fortunately, he did issue me an invitation. And in 2011, I did a presentation there called From Chemtrails to Pseudo Life, Part One, The Dark Agenda of Synthetic Biology. And if you go to my website, I'm just going to call it sophiasmallstorm.com. You will see a menu on the left and you will see Pseudo Life Series. In fact, there's a big icon on the front page of Sophia Smallstorm on the front that you can click on and it takes you to the most important videos that you need to see including a series of interviews with clifford in which he says very recently the covid era is all about the dovetailing of this new biology with a whole synthetic development agenda all right guys i want to tell you about our good friends at blue tube <laughs> That's right. This episode sponsored by Bluetooth. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about getting in them good. <laughs> guys, guys, remember the days when you were ready to go at the drop of a hat, dude? Warm breeze, rock hard. That's who I am. Now you can increase your performance and extra confidence in bed. Listen up. 
BlueChew.com. Bang, bang, pow. Okay. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as those other pieces of shit. Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra. Okay. But in a chewable tablet and at a fraction of the cost. Okay. You can take them anytime, day or night, as you can... Anytime you plan or do what we do on a show called boner chicken. Okay. We take yeah. it. We see who can get the weirdest boner at the weirdest moment. It's the best. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com. Consult one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, bing, bing, pow, you receive prescription within days, within days. The best part is all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. No more hoping that the chick with a fat rack knows why you're there, okay? Comes to your house, and with me, just like me, I do a whole presentation when the mailbox, the 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 the, the UPS guy or the the uh, the postman comes up. We do all this whole thing with the horns and fireworks where the Blue Chew is coming. It's awesome, okay? So Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA. USA. USA American boners or American ladies or American dudes. If that's what you're into, we don't judge here. Okay. Get weird. Okay. So all the American made and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package, unless you want a nice halftime show. Okay. Real simple. All right. I love getting rock card makes me feel alive. Okay. The harder, the better. Okay. One time I took blue chew and I couldn't get in my house. So I used my dick to fucking break into my house <laughs> through the door. That's how, that's how, that's how powerful it was. Okay. I picked my own lock with my dick. Thank you, blue chew. So here's what we want you to do. Blue chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we have a special deal for our listeners. Try blue chew free when you use the promo code tinfoil. At checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code TINFOIL to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Like, oh my God. So, so when, what, and I, everything that you're saying is really resonating with me. Do, do you think that? The whole notion of that these these um, uh, calamari, right, that they're finding in people's veins. Do you think that comes from the vaccine or more of the the, the chemical spraying? I think it's a joinder of mm -hmm. everything because the vaccine contains a biological, let's just call it directive or directives. If it's mRNA, if it's hydrogel, there are people arguing, people who are smarter than I am are arguing about what this is. But regardless, the vaccine is a way for you to now begin to develop this within your body big time. And the materials in the vaccine are electro-responsive. And we've got 5G coming, right? So this new biology is the key to... um to this, this calamari stuff, because the calamari stuff is some kind of biostructure, right? And this, this new little organism produces similar biostructures. So 
Clifford found this organism doing that kind of thing years ago. And now we're seeing it in people's bodies, this calamari stuff developing, and the vaccine has something to do with it. And once you put electrical current on the stuff that you get from the body as you culture it and look at it under a microscope, it develops even faster. So you asked me, and I dodged this question, but I don't want to be a dodger. Don't, hey, I love the Dodgers. No, no, I know you do, you're going to say that, right? I hate all sports. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I'm just going to say that maybe these people are so excited about the merger of themselves into machines or AI that they welcome this. But there was a guy, an economist at London School, uh, I don't know, ecology, what was he? Environmental expert, let's just call him. London School of Economics, 2007. His name was Oliver Curry. And he predicted then, so he knew something that you and I didn't know. He predicted that humanity was going to be split into two strains. You're going to have drones and you're going to have people who are very highly functional, endowed with much greater intelligence. So maybe this new biology that's being put into us is to standardize us, to reduce us, right? Population reduction, you've heard about that term. Maybe it's not just numbers. Maybe it's the quality as well. And this new biology is engineering. It's taking the resilience out of us. It's taking the wildness out of us. And we're becoming the same. We're becoming variants of possibly zombies. So, so this 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 chemical they threw this this microbiome that's in us. It's in us, but it doesn't get triggered unless we take the vaccine. It gets triggered faster. It's in you anyway. And let's just let's not call it a microbiome or chemicals. Microbiome is already what you are. You have yourself, which is you, what I'm looking at, but you also have a horde of trillions of organisms. They live on your skin and they live inside you. They're in your mouth, they're in your eyes, ears, nose, everywhere. They're in that beard of yours. But you need them there. You can't just wipe yourself clean of these organisms because you wouldn't be able to survive for 15 seconds. So we need them. We are their host and they are our helpers. But now a new thing is in us that isn't natural in any way. And it doesn't behave naturally when it's... Clifford has written over 400 papers on all of this. And the thing is, he appealed to the Environmental Protection Agency when he first saw dried human blood cells coming out of the sky. I mean, he didn't see them with his eyes. But in the chemtrail fallout in New Mexico in the late 90s, he found... The word is desiccated, it means dried, erythrocytes, which are human red blood cells. Now, why are they spraying us with red blood cells? Uh, I don't know. Why are they? Well, he tried to figure this out. He started culturing these blood cells, and he saw that they grew all these weird fibers. And then he, this thing, he found this little white dot under his microscope, and this thing this organism was everywhere, and he determined that it was a synthetic life form and that it's telling its environment what to produce. It produces proteins, and proteins are the structural materials of life. 
every single thing, whether it's a twig, a leaf, a piece of your hair, your skin, your blood, if you distill it down, distill it down, distill it down, and you get it to its crystalline form, it's going to be a proteinaceous crystal or crystalline protein. So proteins are the base of everything, the basis of everything organic. And this damn thing, this little speck thing, makes proteins. It gives the instructions to surrounding, um, to its surrounding environment to make proteins. Or it makes it proteins itself. I don't know. And when you put electromagnetic radiation onto this thing yeah. and its surrounding materials, the development is way faster. It's not a matter of days or weeks. It's a matter of minutes. This is, yeah, I mean, it's it's chaos. And all of this is being done. And so, so when... when we have all of these so-called uh, virologists and all these people, and they're arguing about the uh, vaccines. Do you think they have any clue of what you're talking about, or they are, are they actors in the theater to get us not to pay attention to what you're talking about? I think I'm just looking up something. Are you there? Uh, I am here. Okay, we, I lost the little Zoom box. Okay, whatever. If you can hear me, that's good. I think they're all arguing and talking amongst themselves in the effort to understand more. But because of their training, some of them have a blind spot to certain things. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. So there is a term that I came across thanks to Catherine Watt, and it's called the kill box. Okay, so it's a military term describing a target area. And based on, there's a video on my blog about the kill box that she does, she does an interview. Okay, so the kill box, there are coordination measures that the military employs for purposes of targeting let's just call it specimens in a kill box. So it appears from what Catherine Watt and Sasha Latipova have told us that the Department of Defense is the overseer of all the COVID measures and countermeasures, and the vaccines are included. So they, they told us they had, you know, we have a virus, right? They told us that. We have an epidemic with a virus. And then they developed countermeasures for it. Well, everybody would say, of course, thanks. That's nice of you. We need those. The vaccines are included. And all of this is under the umbrella of the Department of Defense. And once something is termed a military measure, you can't touch it. You can't criticize it. You can't examine it. So this is how they kept it all off bounds. And I just learned that the guy who signed the contract with Moderna for it was a billion dollars to make this damn vaccine. I shouldn't swear, but you're making me. His name is Wendell. I have that effect on women. Yeah. Wendell Conyers. And his email is wendell.conyers at us.army.mil. He's a contract specialist with the DOD. So please tell me why when Moderna got its contract from the United States government for a quote-unquote medical preventive uh, vaccine, why 
the contract was signed by somebody from the Department of Defense, right? Yeah. So that's the other thing. Tell me this. I just figured this out this morning. A little light bulb went off. Remember when people were first spotting the chemtrails and they were saying, oh, it's coming from military planes. And sometimes these planes would be so high and they wouldn't be traveling like passenger airlines, which we can all see with our eyes pretty much. These Sometimes you would look up and you would just see the trail and you would see just this orb or something up there. It wasn't even plane shape. Why is the military spraying this stuff? Now ask yourself the question, the military oversees the vaccines because they're considered one of the COVID countermeasures. The military sprayed the chemtrails from way back when. So, I mean, do those two add up? We're all in this kill box. They have identified the entire world as their kill box. Everybody's in it now. Now, so this whole thing with this man-made virus is this is to lead into cyber matrix and the takeover of the government. Is that what you're trying to tell us? Wait, what man-made virus? What are oh, we you just about? said that, the, or this man-made um, organism. Organism, okay. Yes, Mag the man-made man organism. organism is a piece. I cannot give you the the overarching connection connective tissue of all this because i don't know i'm trying to figure it out just like you are but i'm yawning a bit less oh geez. you don't <laughs> understand how long uh, how hard i go in my life is that this is a fascinating okay. dis discussion i am loving it i'm 50 and old okay i'm dealing with stuff right now okay I'm all right i'm not yawning at this discussion no, i no, actually I know. am incredibly engaged in it good so Please stop. <laughs> I'm going to turn off my camera in two seconds so I can just have a moment of like, breathe, please. So okay. explain it's okay. to me yes. what is going on with cybernetics in the government. I Look, everything is going into AI now. AI is going to rule us. They're going to write. They're going to have AI write all of our laws. They're going to have AI determine who's bad and who's good. A AI is like Santa Claus, you know? You better watch out. You better not cry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you better not pout because we have AI. I don't know where I saw this, but there was this article where this guy uh, took his dog to the vet, and the vet couldn't figure out what was wrong with the dogs, but they told him the symptoms, and the guy went on chat GPT, typed in the symptoms, and then the chat GPT literally told him what was wrong with it. And that's what, ha yes, I had the same experience. I tried out ChatGPT. But here's the question. How did he know that that's what was wrong with his dog? Because it made sense? Well, the doc, they put in the symptoms. Like, let's say he has a fever. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, but what she's saying is, how does, how does he know that's correct? AI was one step better. ChatGPT actually pulled from its the enormous I wrote a newsletter on chat GPT, the enormous quantities of data, millions and millions and millions of pieces of data. And because it works so fast, it pulled it together. And that vet was sipping a soda and yawning. He didn't know. <laughs> it's a coffee. <laughs> Whatever it is. Okay, the vet just didn't know as much as chat GPT. But here's the thing, chat GPT is often wrong. 
So just because it gives you an answer doesn't mean it's the correct answer. I cannot opine on the case of this guy and his dog. Maybe chat GPT was That's right. a very interesting take to say because, at, you know, the whole thing is that AI can gather all the data at one point, right? At, at one instantly and give you basically its recommendation based off on all the data. Well, where's it pulling its data from? It's pulling its data from the internet. And uh, we all know the internet is full of <laughs> shit. Excuse my language, you yeah. know? Well, and but, the, thing, the thing that's bad about it too, or worse about it, is that it's confidently wrong. You know, it doesn't yeah, give you, quali yeah. it doesn't qualify its answer. It just says this is this is the answer, whether it's right or wrong. Dude, that's a great point. I mean, that, that is a great point. That just because it's fast doesn't mean it's right. And I think we're we're being kind of blown away and in awe of its speed. But where is it? Where where is Chat GPT getting its information from? The internet. You know, it's like I've said on a couple shows now. But Q, I think, was an AI beta test. To see what uh, if if humans would what's the word I'm looking for would would accept AI type discussions uh, and and obviously it worked right so so I think you're I think you just nailed it on the head that you know AI's biggest fault is that it's 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 giving us information from us. It's not yes. deriving information from a higher level of information. It's deriving information instantly from the internet, which we know now is so full of it. And 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 I hate to use this term because it's it's weaponized, but misinformation that's going to be regurgitating misinformation. Sure. And you know, we are we are very impressed by speed. Yes. Because remember you buy I had a, a car problem with it you buy a car based on its acceleration and all the guys talk about, oh, it goes from zero to a hundred in this many seconds. Right. So speed, efficacy. I mean, why did we even invent the wheel? Because it was better than carrying something and it got us places faster. So we are, we are herd animals. First of all, we know that, that we, many of us need to look to a higher, a person on a higher level, and now computers have become those authorities in our life because they can assimilate so much information so quickly and we might as well rely on them. And why would you sit there with a pencil and try to do long division when you could punch a calculator, right? So, yeah, yeah it just takes too much time to do all this research. And they have taught people to, to form a trust in and a dependency on these solutions that they're giving us. So AI is going to give us solutions. The whole idea of technocracy, you've heard of technocracy, right? Yes, the technocratic government form. They believe that humans make too many mistakes. Humans have mistakes in their judgment. Humans have mistakes that they just make because they're not computers and they're not speedy and perfect. Even computers make mistakes, but we'll say that the rate of human error is probably greater. Oh, my God. A sneeze. <laughs> I'm turning my. That's it. I'm out. There you you just, that's what you get now. That's what you get. That's what you get. You get young Sammy. That's it. Is that you? Yes, that's me as a child. What is the matter with your hair? 
<laughs> it's luxurious. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, that I'm not cannot sure that was a be good choice. That was my hair, yeah. No way. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't oh. that looks like my daughter Ninja for sure? You had red hair. I don't believe you. No, I. You're that, just like Chat GPT. Forget I'm, it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. Okay, so technocracy. They have decided that we have to calculate every little. Every little unit of energy expended, that's called an ERG, ERG. And those add up into joules. Those are units of work in physics. So we have to add up everything. And technocratic, te technological things only can do that. They can keep track of that. And so we also have to give the power to make decisions to an intelligence that's better and faster than ours, which is a an artificial intelligence. So we're going to be ruled by algorithms. That's the next horizon. And the problem is that it all is done generationally. So you and I, who may object to rule by algorithm and consulting chat GPT, we're going to die. We're going to die off eventually. And our kids... Yeah. are going to be the ones who say, yeah, go for it. You know, mom and dad were, they were old fogies. They didn't like chat GPT, but we love it. So they're relying on people in successive generations to adapt to this and to willingly and happily adopt it. So now here's the question, who's they? What What is overseeing this? What is the impetus, right? Yeah. Real quick before you get into that, I just want to say that I, I honestly feel like social media is, I mean, social credit score is already here. Uh, I feel that it is already causing me chaos in my life. And, you know, I got, so uh, a friend of mine wants me to be an affiliate of his business and I like helping my friend. So he went through this one company and they basically denied me. And I go, why would they deny me? And now just know that my friend does his own version of a conspiracy podcast as well. He's more from a health uh, point of view, but, uh, and it, he's running it and he's like, I don't know, I guess your website's too, too uh, edgy for them. So where I started to say, I, I've seen on webs, I've gone, I searched the web and saw them going, uh, something isn't right from this person who's trying to access this website, like this weird Google warning. So I, I think it's already out there. So I mean, if you think it's already out there, like if you were to give an estimate, how long till like they won't let you get on a plane? Uh, well, uh, can I be honest with you? So there's this thing that just came out that, that said that the UN or somebody said by 2050, People are going to not be flying anymore. People won't be flying. Uh, you know, and this gets into the 15-minute cities, are their desires to keep us in small areas where they can just flood us with propaganda and fear of leaving those areas. But I go, wow, that totally makes sense to me that they would not want us to fly because that would explain why they're making flying so miserable now. Like why they're making every moment of giving getting on a plane more and more painful 
from from people missing their flights, their luggage not showing up, um, to to uh, not giving you any perks on the flight compared to what they used to give you, right? So all this kind of uh, is setting up to make you so you don't want to fly anymore. So I think that is like a weird kind of way of them pushing this narrative. They want us all on one block, never to leave that block. And so they can just bombard us with fear of the rest of the world is full of uh, garbage. What was that movie where, um, or the book where someone went, they went back in time. It's not idiocracy, but it was kind of like idiocracy where somebody either woke up or they were frozen or they went back in time and everybody was idiots. It's not idiocracy. And he would, he, you know, he was just going around the society in the future and he saw like there were movies about childbirth and he made it so painful to see childbirth and to have children. And it's like, you kind of see that happening in real life. Like you got Chelsea Handler trying to convince everybody she's excited about not having babies and not being a mother and all the fun stuff she's doing, which she thinks is fun, like drinking vodka in the morning. Like it's like any other person's like, I have a drinking problem. Chelsea's like, I'm the most free I've ever been. So, and just convincing herself that, but we've basically seen like this kind of movement, this propaganda to convince everybody that, Oh, if you have a kids, it's like a drain on you financially you're miserable. They never cry. They never scream. Like a buddy of mine called me the other day while I was at the kids park with my, uh, my children, my kids were yelling and screaming. He's like, and he's about to have kids. Like, Oh, it sounds so miserable that I go, hey, I'm having the best time. Like, what are you talking about? And it's, you know, Chelsea's going, I don't have to deal with children because Chelsea sees children from uh, outside. So she only sees it when they're screaming. She doesn't see everybody running around, loving their kids, having a birthday party, watching her kids play soccer, all these amazing moments. She only sees these, these quick like snapshots of miserable moments, which is like watching a, I know you hate sports, but watching a blooper reel of the NBA where everybody dribbles a ball off their foot and you're convinced nobody can dribble a basketball how awful it is. And it's just these snapshot moments done to get you to not want to have children. So I, I think everything you're saying is 100% accurate in terms of what I like to think is the occult side of, of the people running everything that, that they are, they are manifesting us to believe AI is just going to annihilate all of us. Okay. Well, can I say something? Yes. All right. So you're you on a podcast. Yeah. Thanks. And that was good, though. That was a good rant on your part. <laughs> Thank so you. Here's have you ever heard of a game? Um, it was a virtual reality game called Second Life. I have not heard of yes. that. Johnny, yeah, yeah, you're you, nerd you, have, you have, Sam. That was the thing where they had the, the Second Life token in there. It was called like the Linden token or whatever. And it became worth like property in Second Life became worth more than property in real life. Do you remember? Oh, like, right. It's no, been no. like okay. 10 or 15 okay. years ago. So oh, wow. when they have you boxed into your tiny home, sitting in your bathrobe and slippers, and living on UBI, universal basic income, not flying anywhere because it's such hell to get on one of those cattle car planes, right? Um, you're going to be wearing or having a chip implanted in your brain that will be the equivalent of VR, virtual reality glasses or goggles. 
and you'll be on some device and they're going to enthrall you with the neurological experience of being elsewhere. So you sitting in your bathrobe, you know, in your tiny home with your toaster, that's all you'll get. You won't get a stove, toaster. You will be on the savanna in Africa, bounding through the tall reedy grasses with the sun shining and antelopes next to you in a breeze blowing and you will feel that you're there you won't know the difference and this is second life okay so this guy philip um what is his name linden labs philip rosedale 1999 he founded this vr world called second life where you can operate even today, you have an avatar or many. You can walk, run, drive, fly, teleport. You can um, spend money there. There was a woman who uh, who made, I don't know, 10. She converted $10 American into over a million dollars American over two and a half years buying and selling and renting virtual real estate in wow. Second Life. And so the money you make in Second Life can be transferred into a PayPal account in the real world so here's the thing hey you're such a schlump you can't get a job in the real world don't worry about it you can get a job in second life you can buy sell trade whatever you want you can marry in second life you can have children in second life you do this all through avatars and people get so engrossed in it and this is what i mean about generationally they get so engrossed in this that they literally move into this artificial reality rather than the real world that they're living in in their slippers i mean you're not going to have any clothes in this box life in your tiny home with your toaster you but you will be able to buy clothes and outfits real exciting ones for your second life characters There's I, over and this and this is what they meant by the way by saying you will have nothing and you'll like it that's what yeah, they yes. mean you will have nothing in the real world but you'll you know you'll be have a and... bountiful life in the Secondly. And I think this is, again, part of the depopulation agenda, because what you're going to do is you're going to hurt a, a, a large so segment of society into this, this virtual reality world, and they will, none of them will be having children. They will be living purely uh, environmental. Now, the question I have is, is, is autism a part of this movement to make us all like um more controllable could be one of the things i understood about autism over 10 years ago was that at a certain age an autistic person becomes a ward of the state so I actually have a friend who had to undergo a legal procedure to retain guardianship, guardianship of his natural son who has autism. What state was he in? Indiana. Okay. So when an autistic person gets to the age of 18, let's say, I think that's what it is, they become a ward of the state. So when there's so much autism and it costs families so much to take care of these children, perhaps that ward of the state threshold will drop perhaps it'll drop to age three or four and the state will say look you can't afford this you know you're living on universal basic income what are you going to do for your child right 
we get the child. So also they have what they call high functioning autism, where people can do tasks with great efficacy in a very narrow bandwidth. And I live in San Diego. It's the biotech capital of the world. And I'm telling you, I have run into some of these scientists at these very, very huge, powerful biotech companies. And they're as good as autistic. They are really weird. They have no social skills. But they can be in their labs tinkering away like nobody else. Yeah. So that that's another question that I've asked myself. Is it... Look, you and I, I don't see you working in a lab doing anything. I'm illiterate. It's not that. It's you, you, you are not that constrained in your brain to be able to do that kind of thing to that. I'm just making a guess from what I'm seeing and hearing. But you, but other people can. They can be so finely tuned in one narrow area that they will give up everything else. They won't have a social life. One of these scientists that I met, he doesn't have email. He doesn't have a phone. He doesn't have a proper uh, house. He doesn't have any desire. He lives in a ramshackle little apartment. He doesn't care. Yeah, I, I think, you know, because I was, a friend of mine hit me up and he was like, I'm having dinner with my girlfriend. She's a nurse. And she has been talking about um, that so many of these people are, are these children are just being filled with all these chemicals and mm -hmm. that a lot of them are growing up to be trans. And I go, yeah, that's true. Autism. And he goes, no, I'm not talking about autism. I'm talking about trans. I go, what I'm talking about is how many of these trans people are autistic and they're seeing that it's a huge percentage. Are, are becoming autistic, artistic people are becoming trans. So it totally lines up with everything you're talking about right now. And here's something else that you just put together for me. When you interfere with the natural, let's just call it magnificence, all right? And we know that you don't want to confine breeding to certain types only because then the, um, the disadvantages will start to multiply and get stronger and things genet genes that are recessive will become dominant if they're doubled and tripled and quadrupled so much right so what they're doing is in their culling and in their interference for instance the plastics the plasticizer chemicals one of them is bisphenol a bpa then there's another class bpa rigidifies a plus a polymer and then there's another class called phthalates that makes um, polymers softer and runnier for instance your shampoo why does it make your hair glossy because it has phthalates in it and your hair is basically plasticized it's coated with plastic which makes it shiny and that's why people run out and buy this stuff isn't so, that the same chemical that's supposed to make us more like female females. yes because all babies start out female but the job of the Y chromosome, because men are XY and women are XX. So the Y chromosome in the seventh week of pregnancy starts to forge the male out of the female, right? 
the male brain gets made, the male genitals start to form, the male body starts to form. But when you have these plastic molecules that latch onto cell receptors and seem like estrogen, the baby in the womb does not develop into a male because the organism thinks it's going to be female. Get it? So the rate of male baby miscarriage since the 90s has been horrendous. The rate of hermaphrodites being born has been way more than ever seen because these mergings of genitalia are happening and then male babies being stillborn went way high. Okay, so the interference with forming proper males, in my personal opinion, is why we're seeing this we saw this huge explosion of homosexuality and guys who don't know what they are. And now people are migrating into transsexuality and transgenderism because they don't know. And it's being propagandized to them as well. But I think biology is confused and it has become confused due to interference. And I think that interference to a large extent is deliberate. Uh, I completely and utterly uh, agree with you on all of that. And we're seeing it on really large levels here. And it's, this is, this is Malachian, in my opinion, this is their, their war against humanity and what they're doing. So uh, one thing that's going on in the internet right now, I know you don't have social media, but um, there's, they're really pounding hard this lab leak for the uh, COVID virus. And the reason I think this is amazing because, you know, everybody could go, Project Vertas is like, oh, they got those guys. They got them to admit that they're weaponizing viruses. And I'm like, all of this is done to get you to believe that, I mean, I'm a, I'm a trained theorist. So I don't even believe I, I'm not saying base and, and uh, to be honest with you, based on our conversation, I've kind of like come to I, I've always thought that it was possible for them to have created something uh, that was was a natural and that could be a virus. OK, but I don't believe that there's a natural virus. That's just me. I think it, they're exosomes. Uh, but based on our conversation here, I go, OK, anything is possible. But what they want you to believe is that there are deadlier viruses in these labs and whoop if you buy into that and that's what they got to get you to do they got to get you to believe in a narrative because once you believe in the narrative that allows for another narrative to come into play right so it's you know it's like eddie bravo's talked about this with aids right and hiv and all that stuff like once they got you to to accept that it was a gay man's disease and if, if became valid with for you the minute they told you oh a woman found it a heterosexual woman now now they got you stuck so with these lab leaks and the project veritas story about how they're weaponizing viruses right once once you accept that that means there's could be more deadly viruses out there and once you accept that that means that there could be another lab leak there could be another uh lockdown another forced vaccinations and all that stuff. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, do you think that planned pandemics are a part of the future? Well, sure. And I think you're absolutely right. This was a, you know, there's 
thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. And the thesis is something that the mainstream media puts out, and the antithesis is put out by the by people who don't believe that. But the real, again, I don't use the word truth, but the real picture is very hard to find because there's so much noise on either side around the thesis and the antithesis, which is really a false antithesis, right? So let's just go back to viruses. I would not call this thing that they've created a virus because a virus is essentially an inorganic proteinaceous structure, okay? It's not organic. It's not a life form virus. So I'll tell you what the real viruses are, okay? And this is not known, and nobody pays attention to this. But back in the old days, they started this process in labs of taking organic tissue. It could be it could be from a kid with measles. They took some blood, all right? And then they spin it, they reduce it, they filtrate it, they distill it, they remove stuff from it that they can identify, and what they're left with they call the measles virus. They make the assumption, and they figure everybody else is going to make the same assumption, that this caused the disease. But what is what are they left with? They are left with what I was talking about before, proteins in crystal form, because anything biological that you render down to the most basic thing you can get out of it is a crystalline protein or a proteinaceous crystal. These are the real viruses. When you look up virology and you read studies and papers, they'll talk about tobacco mosaic virus, they'll talk about polio virus, they'll talk about COVID virus. They are talking about stuff that's that's gotten in a lab from a massive amount of working and reworking and like crunching down into crystals. So then they put that in a vaccine because the idea is they will give you a little bit of the disease so your body can develop antibodies to it. But what are they really doing? They have learned how to program DNA. They have learned how to put programs into cells and they do it by way of these these lab-created viruses. So the lab-created viruses don't cause pandemics. They are actually engineered products, coded products, and I mean coded with code on them, that go into your body, that penetrate into your cells as exosomes. This is what Kaufman was talking about. And they create a delivery of information and confuse the cell and get it to start making new forms of protein which are all synthetically orchestrated. Okay, one more time. Say that again. Okay. A re- okay, there's the fake virus of disease creation, which okay. doesn't exist, all right? Okay, but Stuff but, that but it's is, out it is it is something that No. no. There's nothing in a pond that's going to make you sick. There's nothing. You know why we take showers at public swimming pools? Because of the polio days. They thought that a shower would wash off the virus. In the meantime, they came with their trucks and they sprayed children in public pools with DDT. And the mother sprinkled from a like a Parmesan cheese container, the mother sprinkled DDT into the children's sandwiches. Whoa. I know, you can see video of all of this. 
This is how they had the brain public brainwashed. Here's this DDT. Oh my God, it's going to solve all the world's problems with germs. Use it liberally. Trucks driving by and spraying children in the public pools with DDT from a hose. I feel thankful that they're not doing that to us now. They only have a little invisible organism that's embedding in us. We're going to look at COVID the same way. Like, look, they've had a, they had them putting on masks and staying in. We might get too stupid to even get to that point, but here, here's the thing. So yours. So, so, so there is no virus that causes a disease. No, that causes a disease. So what is lurking out there? Okay. So what is the process to get this fake virus in you? They in labs, we can do a show on this. In labs for 40 years, they have made crystals out of any organic material. It could be a leaf. It could be mucus. It could be blood. It could be poop. Most of the polio virus that they put in the shots was made out of feces. Just, no. They love this. And they carried it in their pockets. And Francis Crick, remember Crick and Watson? Francis Crick said, any child can make a virus. That's a quote. It's simple to make. Remember, we are redefining virus. It is something they get out of a lot of working in a lab. Any organic matter can be distilled, can be, they call it purified, worked into crystalline proteins. And then they have learned how to program these proteins with biological codes and they shoot them into your body. That's what the mRNA vaccines are. I've lost. So, okay, are you guys just speechless? Or are you? Yeah, we're speechless. <laughs> okay, we're speechless. So, so what you're saying is that I, I start. Let I, I get worn down. I've been working hard. I'm yawning on this podcast. Uh, I feel like shit because I've been working so hard. The last couple of days have been just chaos. Okay. Uh, I, I get sick. I, I start to feel worn down. There's a, there's an unbalance imbalance of bacteria inside me. The bad bacteria is winning over the good bacteria. Right. So I go to the doctor They're like, Oh, you got this. Let me give you a vaccine. They, they hit me with this vaccine that puts crystallized viruses in me. That puts a program in that goes right into the heart of your cell, the nucleus, and starts to hijack it. And that's what they've been doing for years. They've been programming. They call this personalized medicine. What 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 what's their justification for personalized? It's just okay. So uh, yes, exactly. So here I'm driving along the 805 freeway here in San Diego and I see a big, huge billboard, UCSD Health, personalized medicine. And what do you and I think of? We think of a nice doctor and a nurse and they're going to sit with us and they're going to hear all about what's wrong with us and they're going to figure out a plan for us, a treatment plan, right? Because yeah. they care so much. But that's not personalized medicine. Personalized medicine is genetic medicine. They're going to tell you, we're now in the age of genetic medicine. Big pharma drugs was chemical medicine, a chemical compound for every disease. This was the whole purpose of germ theory. A germ causes a disease, and this chemical compound will cure it, right? 
Then we moved into radiation medicine, x-rays, MRIs, CAT scans, PET scans, this, that, screening to tell you what you have and then to treat it with either more radiation or chemicals. Now we're in genetic medicine. This is the new age. Now they're going to screen us and diagnostically predict, tell us, oh, you have a, your family has a, te a tendency for testicular cancer. This is what you have to do. We can give you personalized medicine by way of a personally engineered vaccine just for you and your genetics Whoa. so that this disease will elude you, right? That's personalized medicine. It's all vaccination. Unbelievable. And that works first for you. Like if your grandpa had colon cancer, they beat you with the, hey, don't you don't want colon cancer. Here's a vaccine for colon cancer. And you better take it because your dad died right. of cancer. And if you don't, then we're not going to insure you because we told you to take the vaccine. And now you're stuck between taking it or dying. And look at what they're doing to the kids with the HPV. Human papillomavirus lives on the cervix if it lives anywhere at all but they have told us it's for cervical it causes cervical cancer let's even believe them human papilloma virus cervical cancer those two went together for generations decades all right now suddenly they're giving the gardasil shot which was their answer to cervical cancer and hpv for girls they're giving it to young boys because now they're telling boys that they will get HPV in their throats and it will cause throat cancer, that it occurs in the throat. So they're giving Gardasil shots to boys and they do this by ads on TV. The kids watch the TV and they run to their parents and go, oh my God, I have to have a shot for HPV. I saw it on TV. And they're going to do the same. The nurse, once they make everybody's medical records accessible, imagine this scenario. You're a little kid, you're in school, and the nurse says, oh, I can see that your uncle and your father and your grandfather had colon cancer. Now, you don't want colon cancer. Here's a vaccine. Sit down. Give me your arm. Yep. 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 It's all, this is it. And again, this is setting us up for another pandemic another pandemic and this is what they're going to do they're already talking about joe biden it's just like joe biden's are like there's going to be another one you're like oh well you blew it you, you blew it and like i i personally believe that if they do it any time in the next year two years three years that's going to blow up in their face but they're so impatient and stupid and greedy they're going to try to do it it's unbelievable to me all this is, this is all about control. And it's like, this has been a crazy, crazy episode, man. This is well, crazy. And I here's just, the good news. You want some good news? I need some good news. Okay. First of all, I'm going to tell you what my mother told me, which made me really mad. Everything will be fine. I agree with you too. <laughs> okay. So just let's go with that. But here's the real real world good news. I put on my blog the other day, an interview that Sean of SGT report, who's a host that interviews me um, as well. He did this interview with the attorney Todd calendar. Todd calendar has been filing lawsuits on behalf of military who were forced to take vaccines and didn't want to. Right. So Todd calendar by way of a group of people that he got involved with, they um, issued a bunch of FOIAs, 
to the government and they found out, this is mind-blowing, that everybody in the current cabinet is not properly sworn in. They were sworn in, Kamala Harris, Secretary of Defense, all these people were sworn into their positions, whether elected or appointed, but they never furnished or completed the affidavits, the paperwork that goes with the swearing, the swearing in. So all these people in the current cabinet are impersonating public officials, and that's a crime. And what this also means is we don't have to listen to anything they say because they have no power to say it. And here's what Todd Callender points out. Hold okay. on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I love all this. Where I, I hate doing what my friends say to me, but are there links to this? Yes. Go to my blog, sophiasmallstorm.com. Watch the show, Todd Callender on SGT Report. I have put the United States Code. In fact, I'm going to pull it up right now, and I'm going to read it to you. All right, so there are code sections, right, that call for an affidavit once you are sworn in. So here's the thing. Section 3331 of United States Code, which is 5 U.S.C. Section 3331, is titled Oath of Office. And that applies to everybody in office except for the president. And that's where you go, I do solemnly swear, blah, blah, that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States, blah, blah, blah. Right? So help me God. So Section 3332 of 5 U.S.C., 5 United States Code, is the officer affidavit. That means you have to have a piece of paper with the date on it of your appointment. That has to be notarized. It has to be signed. There has to be a seal in order for that appointment to be valid. And guess what? Nobody in this cabinet has one that is complete or has a date or has a signature. They're all, they have all been advised not to have the paperwork done. All Why would they them, not want it done? Because then they can't be charged with treason against the Constitution of the United States oh, and the people snaps. of the United States. Yes. As, as far as far as you know, is this the first administration to have uh, officials who were not we, properly? Sworn? Good question, Johnny. Why did you ask a good question? That's my job. <laughs> we don't know. Did Trump's cabinet have this? How far back does it go? And if it goes back and back and back and you find that nobody has these things, then it the decisions default to the last person in that position that was properly sworn in. This is big. Fascinating. So watch that interview. Okay. Can, can you please email me that link too? Uh, I'm trying to find it. Oh, well, if you go to my blog, sophiasmallstorm.com, it's at the top of my blog. Attorney Todd Callender, no valid oaths <coughs> of office for oh, current cabinet. Oh, snaps. Do you right. see it? Yeah, I see it. So, okay. Okay. I love it. This is great. Is there a, uh, is there a link to the video? The video's right there. Okay. Bang. The video's right there and you can, um, you know, find it smoking gun treason. Just 
go to BitChute, put that in, or I can find the BitChute link for you because this is embedded. But anyway, it's there. It's there. <laughs> so, okay, this is what Todd Callender says, and it makes total sense. Is it, there a link where you can find that information that they haven't done that? Um, well, he talks about it in the video, and if you go to the video and you write the things down that he says, I'm sure <laughs> that you will see that there are no right, – I mean, they did FOIA requests, okay? All they right. did FOIA requests for this. And um, I don't know whether they're showing – he shows in the discussion some of the incomplete information. He, they show you examples of it. So here's what he says, Calendar. It is statistically impossible for all the affidavits to be defective. For everybody in the government, how could they all be defective? But they are. So what does that tell you about the government that's running us? Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, man. That is crazy. <coughs> wow. Wow. All right. And this totally makes sense to me, too. And this was supposed to make us feel better? Yes, because <laughs> now we have power. Now we can say no. No You're is totally a very powerful right. word. <laughs> wow. Wow, Sophia, you came. You dropped the hammer of the gods on us again. <laughs> it was a great discussion. I really do appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? Just go to my blog, sophiasmallstorm.com. Remember, I selectively put stuff up. If I haven't put stuff in a few days, it means I'm busy with a hellish thing to deal with just like you, or I haven't found anything. But I will always put the best stuff up that I can find. And then there's my store. You can support me in my little efforts. You can subscribe to my newsletter on my blog. There's a little icon on the left that says how to subscribe. Um, and my the, store avatar The donate products. button, is that it? No, to the left, there's a newsletter. Okay, see? I see it says newsletter. Subscribing to my newsletter. Yeah, send an annual donation or check. Yeah. So my store is Avatar Products. You will find wonderful stuff there that you will really enjoy. I tell people, start with something cheap. Spend 10 bucks and then come back. Try something else. We give free samples with every order just about that we send out. Hold on. Um, so I have to send you a check. There's no button I can hit? No button, dude. This is the hard way. <laughs> but listen, I will I will cover my newsletters with you on shows because you might not want to read them. I don't know whether you're the kind, reading kind. You know? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you just became Johnny's I meant favorite that guest. Nicely. You just, I meant that is not nicely. I'm a human being and I have feelings. <laughs> I know you do. But you're a ham. You should be able to take this. I am taking this, Sophia. I am not upset with your jokes about me. I'm fine with them. You are. This is going to resonate with me. We've got some real bombs going on about this artificial uh, bacteria or virus that they... No! cross dome new microorganism, NMO, like Microorganism. Yes. This new microorganism. Okay. And then the fact that Joe Biden, his entire administration has not filled out the affidavits or the paperwork. Wait, now, can I, can I ask for a clarification? Johnny, ask the hard hitting question. You said, you said, uh, you said Biden with, with his office, it, it didn't matter. Was that, did I miss that? I, I'm okay, sorry. The president. Okay. This is the oath of office. An individual except the president 
elected or appointed to an office of honor or profit in the civil service or uniform services shall take the following oath. So, so he's properly sworn in, oath, right? Well, they have a swearing in for the president, but I don't think the president needs a piece of paper that goes okay. with it. That's so 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 he's the only one that yeah. that was okay. That's like, so he's so, actually excluded from this. What we're talking he's about. He's excluded from this, but everybody else, which includes Kamala Harris, everybody. Look at the lineup. I can't rattle them off. Um, I'm not. Government isn't my strong suit. But nobody in his cabinet has the affidavit that is notarized with the hmm. date on it of their appointment that legitimizes their appointment that makes it official so all these people are impersonating the office of what they're appointed to and so, you know what it's you, you can't impersonate a police officer right that's yeah. a crime mm -hmm. so the same goes for all of them they're interlopers right i mean just they are usurpers they are yeah. interlopers they are frauds it's bogus and they were advised to do this it wasn't just an oversight because it couldn't have been an error in every single case. So since Biden is the only one that's sworn in, he's the only one that from his office that can be technically charged for treason. I I don't know. I guess so, but I don't know how all that works. See, this, see, that's you know that's an interesting point actually because I think the president actually has some privileges with respect to his liability. So that that it, he could that could be why yeah, they are okay get, with him being sworn in there. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm trying. Okay, so I'm at the front page of your your uh, website. Where is that article again? Okay, which are you on, Sophia Smallstrom? Does the first thing say pseudo life series? Oh, this says about about the sky. Where do I want to go to? Smallstorm blog. On the go to the left margin, all the gray tabs, and scroll down okay. till you see Smallstorm blog. Okay. You see it? No. Oh, there it is. Bang. Okay. So on Smallstorm blog, the first thing there is the pseudo life series. Those are all the videos that you need to see to know about transhumanism and how this all started. And then underneath that, it says attorney Todd calendar. And there are the code section. All right. I'm going to watch this. This is crazy. Yeah. I'm glad I finally got your attention. You had my attention the whole time. <laughs> It's okay. What are we dating it's right now? What is going on? I think we had a past life or something. I respect that, Sophia. <laughs> I respect that. Well, Sophia, uh, one more time. Uh, so you can find her at Sophia, Sophia, smallstorm.com. Uh, and that's her blog. And it's really some crazy information that blew my mind. And uh, I look forward to our next. I don't know. It's been years. We have to do it more. Do it uh, more. And I will send you a lollipop. Thank you. How about can we see you or are we never going to see no, you? Because the thing is, I'm backlit by these big windows and I, I do a lot of projects. I, I basically live in this room. This is where I work and do everything. And it's I don't want the public to see all my stuff going on. So All right. All right. Respect. And it's a little it's good to have a mysterious presence. I do. You are very mysterious. <laughs> um okay guys so uh please go check out her website go to and sam store Tripoli. and store Sophia and check out her store go to sam .com, grab uh tickets to my my dates coming up reno baton rouge 
Mississippi just got added, San Diego. So go check those out. And uh, here, you know, and please stay tuned for a couple sneak peek sneak peeks into uh, some of my other episodes that are available at the end of the show. And one more time, thank you, Sophia, for coming on. And we will talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Here's a clip from the latest Broken Sim. I love cars. I do too. I, I'm worried with the coming uh, apocalypse. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose cars to to auto drive because yeah. what they want now and the the money incentives all behind it. They want you to just. Get in your car, put in a destination, and then shop and look at ads and yeah. TV all the yeah. way. That's what and Dude, they you know, want. You know they why want Wally. Not? They want Wally. That's exactly it. And you know, you know, the first evidence we're starting to see that the car companies are priming for that is that GM had a big announcement this week that they're actually not going to have CarPlay anymore in their cars because they want to take that space back, getting ready for automated driving. So, they, and they don't want they don't want Apple to you know be getting that. 30% of ads. When, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people are pissed off because CarPlay is way better than, I mean, the built-in thing in your car always sucks. Oh, my God. But that's the future, terrible. dude. And then the, the future is also, hey, you want to run from the police or yeah, go somewhere without you're, anybody you're knowing? Effed. You can't do that either. You're effed. You want to hit calls real quick? Yeah. Okay. All right. We got a few calls here. You've got mail. Okay, let's see. Yo, boys, I'm you know so sorry. Y'all just committed an atrocity. And <clears throat> anyway, this is Mark, the cameo dude. Y'all just committed an atrocity. Mark, the this cameo. This is fucking dude? episode 82. Talking about Sinbad. This is not I cannot atrocity. believe that the two of you, you know I'm saying, do what you do and know what you know, have completely glossed over the fact that Sinbad doing the movie he did, he just acts like he, he denies that it ever existed. He's talking about, okay, he's saying yeah, it's an atrocity that we didn't bring up the Mandela effect of uh, Shazam, yeah. which is that fake, uh, you know, the alleged movie that Sinbad was did in. Did he make a movie? No, he did not. Yeah, but he, this guy thinks he did, and then he's lying oh, boy, about it. Didn't they find something with Sinbad it, uh, as a genie? Yeah, yeah, there was some kind of like uh, thing on Nickelodeon or something where he played a genie, but it wasn't that film. You know, I think people were confusing that Shaq movie. Yeah, Sh Shazam. I, which I can't remember which one is called. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Sinbad Shazam is is what people are thinking of, and then was it Kazam? Here's like the fake poster somebody made for it which is what a lot of people remember oh really and then there's there's the shack movie kazam right there which i remember now watching that, that a bunch kid? he's like i'm making it i'm in a movie with shack dude it's so hard to keep your shit together if you were a kid in a oh, movie yeah. oh, it's just so hard man yeah it's like it's like trying to fly an airplane that's yeah. falling apart you for know sure. and just bringing in for a landing for sure can't do it for sure so i don't think that was a because that is this is i here's why i didn't bring it up and i think probably the reason you didn't this is such like 101 basic entry level you know conspiracy mandela effect oh yeah john can i get into something real quick we wouldn't even bring that up right yeah because we got black belts here yeah I'm so not. i drive up to the comedy store i see justin martindale and i'm like hey justin i just i love you because i love justin martindale okay and then there's uh you know wibbly wobbly weeble wobble jason tebow <laughs> and then with the fat rock star uh angelo yeah, so they're Angela, all hanging out. The fat man, our uh, friend. The fat man. He was in my house a couple uh, nights ago, actually. Uh, him, and, him and Jason. 
It was yeah, yeah they were fine. We did a lot of music. We listened to a lot of music. Are they the? Yeah, he went on the patio to smoke. Thankfully, Jason did. But oh, he did. And yeah. then then he rubbed his dick all over your windows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sent you. <laughs> he was. That uh, was your girl there. No, no, of course oh, not. Oh God, no, bro. no, I, no, I, I wouldn't. How long till Jason gets comfortable to whip his nuts out in front of your girl? Oh, that'll never happen. No. And what will happen if that happens? Yeah, yeah. We we'll, have a certain. We'll, we'll, we'll have a problem. Will it, will it be like that? I mean, she would laugh, honestly. Would Her friends like are that, crazy. That, but... that, uh, that Kenny Rogers song where he locks the door? <laughs> we, we did that, you know? We did that, yeah, and it turns out the girl's getting like sexually assaulted. No shit. Yeah. It, well, no, but we didn't... I didn't know that was what was happening. We, we were just like... You were like, oh, they just kind of rough her up or something, and then we oh, listened to it. I thought they roughed her up. Yeah, no, they... They rape her. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's gross. Yeah. Johnny, I can't believe you made fun of that. No, well, we listened to the whole, and then we were like, "Wait a Johnny, minute!" This, so, and you know, Norm Macdonald has a whole video. I find somebody brought that up to me after we did that, where he breaks down the song just like that, and he's like, "This this song's fucking crazy." So I go to Comedy Store, and I start talking to Justin Martindale, right. and I'm like, "I'm like, man, you know, he, he's like, he thanked me because I was one of the. I put out, I I did some, I helped uh, spread word about a special. Oh, okay." You're good about that. Yeah. yeah, and then he was like, "I was like, hey, dude, if you want other people to do it, you should just ask them." And because I go, everybody likes you, everyone thinks I'm a crazy person. I it's tell. funny you say that, but you have a big problem asking people for stuff. One hundred percent, because I think everyone thinks I'm a cuckoo person. I'm about to get into why that. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so cuckoo so then person. Jason waddles up. Uh, hey, buddy. We're, with his weird kind of face he makes. Yeah, what's that face? Show me again. <laughs> it's a, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and you know he's just thinking, keep it together. <laughs> Easy. Keep it together. So he walks up in the fat man. Guy had a root canal. Give him a break. Okay, this is before the root canal. No, this is, is it, after. No, it happened right after we got here. So, so. They start talking. I start telling everyone thinks I'm crazy. And then Justin Marndale goes, oh, I had my Sam Tripoli moment today. I'm like, oh, what was that? He goes, well, I was talking about how all this crazy stuff's going on, but they only want us to focus on trans. Why is that? Is it a conspiracy? And he goes, I talk about my podcast. I go, here's where I'm going to be Sam Tripoli right now. Which, by the way, Ari texts me that I'm now the term <laughs> nationally for being a conspiracy theorist or That's being great. a conspiracy. He goes, yeah, I was listening to normal people, not comedians. He goes, normal people go, oh, now you're being Sam Tripoli. Hey, you got a brand, dude. That's great. Which good is for you. Kind of crazy. So That's listen good, to man. this. We'll get. I'll get back to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So then. So the, earlier that day, my mother. My mother. Keep, I, I. I'm doing my daily stuff. My daily. My gratitude list, uh -huh. and then my goals. And my mother just keeps blowing up. You my do that phone. in the morning. Like, yeah. As soon as you wake up. As soon as I wake up, uh -huh. I get on my knees. I well, at first I grab my coffee, then I get on my knees. I pray. I have a series of prayers I do. And then I do my gratitude list and then my goals for the day. And if I don't have anywhere to be, which is never, <laughs> yeah. okay, I will do 27 goals for life. And here's a quick sneak peek of Conspiracy Social Club. Enjoy. Once a patron, always a patron. No, I'm a patron. If the CIA came to me and wanted help, yeah. look at me. Yeah. So, I'm your boy. Hold so, on. So, hey, Langley. 
I'm your boy. Oh, by the way, that soundbite will haunt you for the rest of your life. No. That will be played in perpetuity. Good. CIA, uh, no bueno. <laughs> not in. Don't come a-calling. Daddy's not home. All right, guys, real quick before we're done, we want to tell you about all of our affiliates. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, as you know, uh, fiat money is chaos. Okay, fractional reserve banking, dangerous. The best way to get out of it is precious metals, in particular, silver and gold, silver and gold. And that's why we're working at Wise Wolf, okay? Wise Wolf, silver and gold. Just go to samtriplee.com or samtriplee.gold and you could join. And uh, he's hooking you up. They got great pro that you can either buy single time or you can sign up for their program where you can buy up to $500 a month. I'm doing it. I hope you can too. We also have. Everybody at Eagle Research, that's right, Eagle Research, AquaCure Mobile Model AC50 Brown Gas, Hydrogen Brown Gas. Uh, the guy who makes it says it's secure. People are using it. Check it out. Just go there, use the, the, the promo code Tin foil hat, three words, and get a discount. Go back to the main page, Sam Tripoli. You will get, uh, yeah, you get a discount with the promo code TINFOIL. And then our good friends over at HaleyRayCrystalShop.com. Go to the promo code is Swarm15. Swarm 15, 15, get 15% off all your crystals, all your quartz, all uh, you name it. What do we got here? Look at all this stuff. All this stuff. All the best. You can do it right there. It's all part of the best crystal shop on the internet. Jewels, bracelets, clusters, you name it. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Candles. You name it. You got it. Swarm 15. Thank you for supporting the show. We love you. And uh, thank you so much for your support. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. <laughs> That's some interdimensional shit. <laughs> Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack.